Hey everybody, welcome to episode 7, episode 007 of the Words of Vikram podcast. And I'm on the road, I'm actually in Vancouver, I'm in uh, British Columbia, Canada. And I have a really huge deal happening today here for, for all of you. And the deal is that I have my first ever podcast guest and uh, I do have friends. Uh, so I don't want you guys to think that I have no friends to invite to the podcast. But the first person that I wanted to invite is someone really special. He's a really, really good friend of mine. And he's had a huge role in my journey here. So without you know without getting more suspenseful my first guest my first ever words of vikram podcast guest oh look i can hear the sirens in the background <laughs> this is perfect this could be a better better introduction for him and it's daniel craig and uh daniel craig james bond the, the you mean the actor no daniel craig the legend in the hospitality and travel business and apparently the police is coming to catch him right now so without I'm going to stop blabbing and I'm going to have Daniel come on and uh, we're going to have a, like a ba- like a friendly conversation. And, uh, oh, the sirens are getting closer. This is getting really exciting. <laughs> we picked the perfect time. So let me introduce you to Daniel Craig. Hi, Daniel. How are you? Vikram, great. How are you? I am good. The police, good. they are here. They are. <laughs> it's, it's like my um, background music I like to play. Isn't? Exactly. The suspense. As you know, I've not been doing this for a long time. Probably the most unprofessional podcast that you'll ever be on. Or, But it, you know what? It's okay. I've come to terms with it that if you want high production value, you go to NPR. Okay. This is not, right. this is not NPR. So uh, I'm really excited to have you on board. And I want to give people a backstory. And you can stop me if I'm saying it wrong. Okay. Uh, before I dive into some of my, my questions and uh, for you that I, that I always wanted to ask. And also, I wanted people to know about. I think we... How did we start how do we be become friends do you remember i think through social media maybe? yes twitter twitter um, possibly i was reading your articles a lot yeah and your, so guys unlike the rambly stuff i write daniel is the authority on reputation management and i think i have never read anybody until i started reading his blog and his uh his website you know there's a whole segment there's a whole section in the hospitality and travel business that we just don't even think about so first time people started i think in our industry first time people started thinking about reputation management with TripAdvisor and all that was when you started talking about it so you're definitely a pioneer there and then where did we meet i think we met at a conference was that in maine or no, new uh, york new york yes york in, uh, yeah. it was the new york state hospitality conference right and you had the misfortune of sitting through one of my speaking gigs oh it was great <laughs> and of course you were the keynote and i was one of the sideshows so thank <laughs> thank you so much for showing up to the room and 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 sitting there but the one thing i really want to get out uh get out there about you and not that people don't already know uh is that you know in 2013 when I started the blog, when I started uh, working uh, on actually producing content, right? When I actually started doing the, hey, I need to write down my thoughts and uh, I have so much to say. It almost sounds like therapy, but nobody was reading it. You know, of course, my mom, my family, my my friends, uh, which I, by the way, I do have friends. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> they were reading it, but it wasn't really getting the exposure that 
it is getting today. And, you know, one of the things Daniel did for me, which I will, I can never forget, is he introduced me to the leading editors in the travel tech world in the realm, right? Is, is that safe to? Yeah, yeah, I mean, and I, I, I wouldn't do that for just anyone. <laughs> yes, you told I, me that. <laughs> I, the reason yeah. I gave you the, all those contact names is because I loved what you wrote and it was funny and it was insightful and there's a real shortage of that kind of writing out there. So, um, oh, wow. It, it was partly self-interest okay. on my part. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you uh, a lot of people think I write good stuff, but uh, nobody opened their Rolodex. Rolodex for the young people listening is where you store all your business cards, and it's a you roll it, and uh, it's alphabetized. And I'm trying to, I'm showing my age here. I need to stop talking. So, but you know, I, I'm uh, so episode zero zero seven. Look wow, at uh, imagine. Can that. you can you imagine the marketing? Yeah, it was meant to be. Meant to be. And when I realized this is happening, and I thought, "Wow, I'm such a marketing genius." No, I'm not. <laughs> it's the it's the timing of it. So, I do have a few questions for you. A, a few, not I shouldn't call them questions. A few things I wanted to ask you always, but now everybody in the whole world will get to hear about it. Okay. And the first one is about reputation management. I know you've, you've been a hotel GM. You're a writer, a real writer, guys. He's published. He's not just like me writing a blog and posting it online. So what made you get into reputation management? You know, TripAdvisor was there. Nobody else was doing yeah. anything with it. Why did you uh, Why did you dive into reputation management? Well, this is about 10 years ago. I was a general manager of a hotel here in Vancouver, Opus Hotel. Okay. And we were on the cutting edge, independent boutique hotel on the cutting edge of marketing. And so we were early on, early on to adopt social media. And more and more of our guests were arriving at our door saying that they heard about us on TripAdvisor. And TripAdvisor was just coming on the radar for hoteliers at the time. Wow. that's When was this? And <laughs> oh, my God. This I'm, was, yeah, 2005, five, 2006. Yeah. Can you believe it's been 15, 10 years since? 15 yeah, years? Oh, my God. Years. Wow. Well, they, they actually think they launched in 2012. But it took a while for them to get going. But... I, it really didn't uh, – it was, wasn't was until one day a review was posted of my hotel on TripAdvisor that really made me sit up and pay attention. And it was a, a review – it was actually – I still remember the title today. It's still up there today. You're still scarred with it? <laughs> I, it still makes my upper uh, left cheek twitch every time I think, think about, about it. it. But wow. The title was Nice Hotel. Uh, shame about the James Bond GM. And what? it was about how they love the hotel, but basically that the general manager thought he was a hot shot and uh, wow. and, and, it, and he is, but liked okay. liked the hotel, <laughs> hated the GM. And I was shocked when it came up because it really didn't describe the type of That's not your personality. And, yeah. yeah and, that is not. And so I was suspicious. I didn't know if maybe a, a disgruntled ex-employee posted it or a competitor. So I remember calling my operations manager and saying, you call TripAdvisor and you tell them that that, is a, that review is a personal attack. It offers nothing of value for the traveler and you tell them to take it down. Yeah. And so he did that. He called them and TripAdvisor said, well... They answered the phone? <laughs> okay, I don't I'm know if it was by email or how it was. <laughs> but the, basically the response was the traveler's entitled to their opinion. Okay. And the review stands. And it was anonymous. And so I, I had no idea who it was. And I, it was really at that point 
that I realized how social media was tra- changing yeah. the the hotel industry and many other industries, and that anybody could write anything online. Yeah, it could yeah. be true or untrue, fair or unfair, and there was nothing the the, the business could do about it other than maybe respond. And it was not only that, but it these opinions had an impact on the purchase decisions of other consumers. Yeah, other people booking. And so suddenly the consumer is just so empowered. Yeah. And uh, that's what what really made me think, wow, this is going to be big. And travelers or hoteliers are going to need help with this transition, how to deal with this um, raw feedback that's published online for all eyes to see and what to do about it. And that's... um, I started my company shortly after leaving the hotel. Oh, we need to plug the company. I'm learning from the big podcasters. Sure. What is the okay. name of your company? Okay. I want so <laughs> I'm my on the com- domain. Yes. My company's Renown. Okay. R-E-K-N-O-W-N. And okay. and we I specialize in, in helping businesses, hotels, travel companies mostly manage their online reputation. And the domain name is See, I'm, I'm getting a I'm becoming a good podcaster. You have to do this. You Absolutely. What is how um, how do renown.com. people renown.com? So www.rekn.com. Excellent. But great, great domain name, by the way. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. But what was interesting is that I actually left the hotel not okay. because um, I got fired as that review recommended. Okay. Me, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, on my own volition and um, to become an author. And that's when I, I published uh, three mystery novels that are – set in hotels and my main character is a hotel manager who becomes a bit of a reluctant house detective when a murder happens on property whoa okay but you, you a, hear that people that's that's exciting content this is way better than <laughs> top 10 ways to improve your website <laughs> stuff that i write about okay yeah and they that's say cool. write what you know and uh hotels yeah. are just um incredible environments to for for writing especially murder mysteries because there's a constant influx of people in and out and yeah yeah there's a lot of characters uh, mm-hmm. and uh, but um as an author i got reviews of my books as well on amazon and various sites and um that i mean it felt personal as a hotel manager but yeah as an author it, it feels even more personal yes and that really reinforced my realization that this is happening, not just in the travel industry, but in all types of industries. Very few professions are immune to social media, yeah. online reviews. That is and, true. Uh, and now true. these days you Google any company and chances are you will see Google reviews or uh, and ratings. And it, it has an impact on whether or not you choose to use that company. Use that company or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're still looking for you out there. I <laughs> <laughs> they cops are coming. They yeah. are coming, but they can't find you because you're podcasting here. So, uh, uh, but yeah, guys, this is uh, life on the road. So deal with her. Right? <laughs> this is life on the road. This life is what I do. Lamb. Life exactly. Life <laughs> on the run. He's here, and then he, there's a private jet waiting for him at the airport, and he's going to be gone. And and uh, but I, I do want to ask about the mystery novels. So that's published, right? You just didn't put an online ebook. You actually, yeah, no, I real my publisher deal. is Midnight Ink Books. Okay. I, I mean, there's a lot of aspiring writers out there, and for me, it took years to finish my first book. Um, I wrote it part time, 
Okay. I got very lucky. I found an agent who really believed in the book. And by the time she found a publisher, I was the general manager of a hotel. Okay. And so the publisher loved the idea of a hotel GM who had written this murder mystery that set in a hotel. And so they wanted me to take this character. My yeah. main character was Trevor Lambert. He's a director of rooms at this hotel in New York. Oh, nice. And turn it into a series. <laughs> Okay. And so part of uh, when I got published, I got a, a three book deal. And Whoa. so I had to come up with new ideas for a- this character, Trevor Lambert, on how his life as a hotelier slash host detective, detective yeah, host uh, could detective. carry on. Okay. So the second <laughs> book takes place in a, a hotel in Hollywood. And um, which one, Florida or? It's an inside joke. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry about it's that, guys. Inside joke. We just did this right now, so yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So it takes place in a, a starlet is murdered in a in a boutique hotel in Hollywood, Whoa. California. Wow. And then the third one, um, Trevor, my main character, fulfills his lifelong dream, which is a lot of hoteliers have this dream of opening up his own little inn okay in Vancouver like a where B- he's from BNB here in like Vancouver. A, not not yeah, a BNB but more, an inn hmm. more of an inn okay yeah and um that of course um there happens to be a a body in the basement of this inn oh so. my god are any of these uh novels be become movies with uh with Daniel Craig, with, yeah, or with you know all the beautiful people you have up here. Uh-huh. Um, Not yet. We're still. Wait- okay. I'm still waiting for the big uh, movie deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know I have to give this comp- compliment out to a fellow man. I think Daniel, you probably might be the best looking guy in this business. <laughs> How do you maintain? <laughs> my next question. I'm gonna get off the the the. the, the qu- this question just popped in my head. How do you maintain your style? Like, what do you? What do you follow? How are you so... That's uh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, we can get away with this because nobody can see me. Yeah, ex- yeah. no, no. They can like, Google so you. These guys are oh, smart. They will. These they guys will. Are- You're going to be so disappointed. <laughs> Actually, when they Google me, they'll come up with uh, the James Bond Yeah, guy. because so his- that's fine. Yeah, yeah. that'll... Thanks to Google. Me. Thank you, Google. Let's, let's pretend that I look <laughs> like him. Yeah. How do I maintain my style? I, I don't know. That's uh, really funny. I uh, I try to stay healthy. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Lots of exercise. Whoa. This one's – I think they're too close they're now. Getting, they're getting closer. This, so, yeah. you know, in Hollywood, they pay for this stuff. This is happening for, this for us. background. Exactly. Yeah. It's like episode 007 with Daniel Craig, sirens everywhere. Well, we're actually right next to a fire station. Oh. <laughs> to be Probably not good advertising yeah. for this hotel. No, 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 no. This is a, a beautiful hotel next <laughs> so to the fire. So, <laughs> you're going to hear these all night. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I actually, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? What a okay. mystery. Yeah. This place has been quiet until we turn on the mic. All right. We're in the inner city of Vancouver. This is a... Tough, tough neighborhood. neighborhood. Yeah. Tough, exotic, tough, expensive neighborhood. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, the the novels are, you know, that's just amazing that, you know, I I write one or two articles a month. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a challenge. Writing. And writing is a challenge. Absolutely, so, yeah. hats off to you writing no- novels in addition to, you know, I can barely finish a blog post. So, yeah, any, any aspiring writers listening to this, this is not an easy gig. So when a man has published three books, that's not, not easy. The commitment is, is really high. I do have to ask you about when is your next book? What are you work? Are you working on something secret? Is it public? What's the next project? Well, after I finish my 
three novels, this series. I was a bit burnt out and done writing mysteries. And so I took some time off, but... Did you um, go to Morocco or <laughs> just I'm just thinking where James Bond would go. I went Did to you, uh, where, Paris and Madrid. Nice. And spent oh. four months in Paris on a writing sabbatical. And okay. you can't see my air quotes yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But, oh yeah, um, I have to I have to describe that. Air quotes. Air writing. Quotes. Okay. Um yeah, it was uh more just living life and I was studying French in Paris. Wow. And I studied okay. um, Spanish and Madrid, something I wanted to do all my life and I was at an opportunity where I didn't have any commitments. Okay. You pursued so your dream of off, did that and then um came back and started up my business renown and um I've been focusing on that ever since. But to answer your question, yeah. I have a couple of years ago, I started my next book and I have recently completed it. It's completely different. It's um, okay. a nonfiction book and it's really uh, an insider's guide to hotels f- uh, written for the traveler from the hotelier, hotel manager's perspective, really uh, taking you into the back of the house and explaining what's going on, some of the crazy things, explaining some of the mysteries of hotels and some of the antics that go on. Okay. In the back of the house. And uh, so, yeah, I've just finished that and uh, working on getting it published. Okay. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, wow. Do you have a title? Is it still secret? You don't know what's going to be? Well, the working title, this is still a bit of a bone of contention. I, I, I have an agent and uh, she said she, she and I have gone back and forth with the title. And, of course, she said, you know what? Don't get married to anything because a publisher is going to want to change it. Yeah. So the working title is called Hotel Insider. Hotel Insider. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That sounds yeah. like one of those uh, TV shows like Hotel Hollywood Insider. Insider. Yeah. That's, right. I like it. I like Hotel Insider. And then again, uh, so you haven't talked about it on social media. You haven't talked about no. it on the blog. This is the first year. It's this a debut a here. Worldwide exclusive. Oh my god! This I know. Is, you this hear is that? Huge. <laughs> this is huge. This is a worldwide. I I just feel really <laughs> bad that I, I'm probably gonna get you ten listeners, but you know I'll what? Take that, it. You that might what? change. You know, my mm-hmm. my listeners are really. They're not listening here for, for wisdom. They they're listening because they like me. Exactly. So it's different. Gonna be so huge. Exactly. Huge. It's going to be huge as soon as we can uh, get some traction going. Besides, uh, when we do po- post this, I'm going to tell the whole world whether you like it or not that you are here. Okay. Great. And then you know your fans are going to be. They want to hear you. That's, now that's going to be huge. Yeah. Maybe another you're... ten. ten more. <laughs> oh my God! Right. Oh, you got me there. Yeah. I was going to say, oh my God, how many hundred, how many hundred <laughs> more people are going to come in? But you know, I first of all, I can't believe you agreed to do this podcast. And then I realized you're a friend. So, absolutely, you know, for I, you, yeah, I'm one, one of your biggest fans. Too, whoa, so. okay, mm-hmm. this is this is turning into a compliment fest here. <laughs> Speaking of uh, some other st- stupid things, I wanted to ask you just off the off the cuff. Mm-hmm. I think you've you're the you've done. A, I've done like a hundred speaking gigs. You've done five hundred of those, and you've been on the road nonstop, right? So there's some some cool things I always wondered about because I have mm-hmm. my own favorites, but. For you, I wanted to ask you, what has been your favorite, like your favorite speaking gig you've ever done? Number one from 500. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I love it when speaking opportunities bring me to a place that I've never been before that I always wanted to go. Okay. So, Hong Kong was a great, I'd never been to Hong Kong. Okay. And, and wow. as a speaker, if you're a paid speaker, 
especially within the hotel industry, if that's a hotel conference, you get treated well. I mean, here we are. Yeah. You're being put up at a in a two bedroom suite. Yeah, guys. Vancouver, this is. So. I'm sorry, but this is how I roll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you get to travel. Often you're traveling. Um, not first class, but you're traveling, you're staying in, in, in beautiful hotels and yes. getting to experience. What, which hotel was that in Hong Kong? Where did you stay? Um, the Harbor Hotel. Okay. Oh, nice. The nice. World Harbor Hotel. Okay. I, remember, I know. I, I know. A, it was a five-star beautiful hotel. Yeah. I've, I've been beautiful to- Beautiful view. For work, been to Hong Kong so many times. I know yeah. exactly where that place okay. is okay. because there's one area that I stayed stayed in, yeah. and you know it's a great food city, and I'm all about eating. Oh yeah, and uh, uh, I have to say that the difference is when I when I go there, they give me the closet because uh. I'm, <laughs> I'm usually bringing bad news with me. Uh, but so that was the best. And what but is actually? Yeah. I would say that was the first one that came to mind. But probably the best experience for me was speaking at in Colombia. In Cartagena at a beautiful hotelier huh? conference. Wow. Okay. And it was a big conference, lots of people to, and it was such a beautiful town, an old colonial town that I didn't expect at all because you, you were have, in Spain, right? You have it, preconceived notions mm-hmm. of, of well, um, Colombia. And to speak to them about online reputation management, it was very interesting because the speaker before me was the president of Colombia? Yeah. And, oh my God, uh, Daniel, that's that's insane. Had, I know, and and they wanted to. I mean, tourism. <laughs> Did you Columbia, meet him? No, no. Oh, I thought you'd take a photo with him, and yeah, uh, that, the, just, that opportunity never arose with but, the bodyguards uh, and everything. But that's pretty yeah. awesome. That's yeah. It was it was an interesting exp- to talk to them about how you know how important online reputation is, and how more when travelers are trying to decide where to take their vacations Mm -hmm. and where to spend their money, they're Googling, they're searching online. And so if you want people to show up at your door, you have to pay very close attention Attention to to what people are saying about you online. So it was interesting to speak to, you know, the uh, Columbia audience about reputation as a country from an outside perspective. But also Mm -hmm. what I really focus on is the individual business as the building block to a destination's reputation. So every business needs to take care of when 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 somebody Google's your business. Yeah, you better. What be comes there. up? <laughs> yeah, what comes up? And uh, how does it influence behavior? And how can you fix problems? And, yeah, um, which is why I go by Vikram Singh, which is like a billion people. So oh, really? Like it's a no, very no, it's a name. <laughs> it is. I'm like John John Smith. <laughs> uh, but but I guess James Bond solved that problem for you. That's mm. uh, or maybe annoyed you because. You know, he's he probably shows up for most of your. Well, it's funny because yeah, if anybody Google's uh, Daniel Craig, they're, yes. they're not going to find me mm-hmm. um, unless they add my company name or they add uh, add hotel. But it's funny, I I read an interview with James Bond with Daniel Craig, yeah, the guy, the, guy the that, most recent James, the Bond. other, and he talks yeah. about how um, he went through a period where he was obsessed with googling his name. Oh, and um, I like to think that when he Google's his name, my picture probably shows, shows up, and he's like, "Who yeah. is this guy?" And why I'm not <laughs> as well dressed as him? Uh, no, all of that aside, there's also the hardest one, right? What is the hardest place you've ever had to get to? Like the, I'm not gonna say the worst experience. That's a little negative. Mm, not mm, the experience, but what has yeah. been a gig that you've done? And I'll give you an example of that, yeah. so you don't answer and offend any of the. 
you know, millions of fans you have everywhere. So for me, the hardest speaking gig I've done is I had a wisdom tooth emergency in oh, San no. Francisco. And I had it taken out. And the next day morning, I had a room full of California hoteliers in San Diego waiting oh, for no. me. So you had a severe so, speech impediment. Yeah. And ble- <laughs> and I could taste my own blood. Oh, no. I did it. Were I did it, though. Oh, yeah. I looked yeah. like I got in a fight with Mike Tyson. I looked, you know, not that I'm blessed in that area, but my God, I looked in the mirror and I, I was like, wow, I'm going to scare people. Oh, no. There were some scared faces in the audience. <laughs> But I, well, they wouldn't mess with you at least. No, they wouldn't because yeah. I'm like, look at this. Look at me. My eyes were swollen and I did it. I did the whole thing. Did you tell them? I did. Okay. First, yeah. I, first so I lied. Great icebreaker. First. <laughs> first I lied that, oh, I just was just practicing my kung fu moves and I got hurt. Okay. No, I, then, then I said, no, I got in a boxing match and then I, I stopped. And I said, look, guys, I'm on painkillers, but you guys are here from all over the state to hear me speak. Right. And, oh, I'm going to deliver. I'm going to make sure you get your money's worth there. So that's when I became a real speaker because I could have just chicken out of it and said, yeah, Yeah. yeah." I said, you know what? No, the show must go on. Well, I've often thought it'd be nice to take painkillers before the presentation. Actually, or hand them out to you. (laughs) Maybe I should have done that today. Did you see the stunned faces, the the beautiful Canadian faces this morning? You were a star. I Uh, heard a lot of laughing and not at you, but with you. You were very humorous. Vikram Vikram gave a uh, presentation this morning to a group of hoteliers and travel industry professionals here in Vancouver and um, had them all laughing and taking notes. You did a great job. (laughs) Yeah. Well, some of them were laughing, but they were actually crying. (laughs) But but that, you know, that that being said, so uh, with that context, what has been your hardest speaking gig you've done? Because, you know, you got to show up and be I won't say where this is is because- It was somewhere in the U.S. And the thing about when you do the speaking circuit is you often end up in the same places all the time. Like everybody has their conference in Vegas or Orlando. And, you know, they're not at the top of the list for me. Yeah. Places that I want to discover. Oh, really? Many, many times. (laughs) Well, how come? Um, Uh, uh, Vegas is like Hong Kong. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) um, Okay. But this was a, a smaller town and um long story short i had quite a i was doing a workshop so it was about two hours and about halfway through i gave them a problem to work on okay and took uh, the opportunity for a bathroom break but i forgot to remove my wireless microphone so i went into the washroom and um went to the urinal and they heard me at the urinal they heard me flush Fortunately, I flushed. And they heard me uh, all piped into this auditorium. Oh, my. That's a go to that, horror um, story. So, you can wash my hands. Fortunately, I washed my hands. Thank God. I was going to ask you that next <laughs> <And> question. <laughs> was being broadcast to In the auditorium? 250 people, yes. And I still don't understand why nobody thought to get up and walk out, run and, and warn me. And so, as I was coming back from the bathroom to head back into the meeting room, I, I ran into a woman. We had a little chat. Fortunately, I didn't say something like, oh, what a bunch, bunch of, of idiots. idiots or anything like that. that oh, I was not going to use that word, but I'm glad you did too. And when I opened okay. the door, everybody – and just as I was opening the door, I looked down and saw my mic. I'm like, oh. And I opened the door and everybody was in stitches laughing their heads off. And – so I had to get up there and finish my 
presentation for the for the next hour and all I could think I mean we made jokes about it and laughed yeah, about it yeah. and, but I was mortified like it was so wow. embarrassed they heard you pee and I had to yeah oh you have yeah. a special bond with those 200 plus I, people well, well the interesting thing was so we joked about it and for, for the next hour all I could think about is I can't believe I did that I I'm did that such an yeah. idiot and I, I could see in their eyes that all they were thinking about is look at this guy look at this he did this <laughs> and so that night I wanted to get out of town as quickly as possible but I had to attend a dinner as part of the conference that night and so i thought okay great you know i'll be the laughing stock we'll have lots of jokes in my favor and at my expense <laughs> and um the funny thing is nobody said a word about it they were so mortified for me that they couldn't even you know embarrass me by bringing it up so it was just really so you know it was uncomfortable i couldn't oh, wait to God. get out of that town and hopefully i won't ever have to go back go back yeah. To the town or to those people? To the town or see... The, oh, you any, blacklisted any an entire town? Well, no, oh, I just God. don't want those people to see me again. It's just, you know, part of my life that I just rather forget. Oh, my but God. But you do that once, Vikram. You'll never do it again. Do it again. So, my, my wisdom tooth is a joke compared to what you had to endure. Well, I mean, it could I think been, it is. It could have been a lot worse. Let's just... Okay, let me, let, me, let me throw this out. Would you rather have a wisdom tooth out and be in pain rather than 200 people hear you pee or... Um, <laughs> Welcome to the classiest podcast in the... <laughs> yeah, totally. God, that, so, that's a very big philosophical question that I have to think hard about. Physical pain or... And, and I do a lot of these, right? People, you know, don't send in a lot of questions because they're, you know, shy. But they've started doing it now. So, peop, okay. so after episode, you know, three or four, it's picked up. Look at me taking off. All right. right. So they do send in questions, but I have it open to my my family, the kids, and everybody. And you know? and the kids usually okay. send in their amazing questions. I've listened to some of them. They okay. ask some pretty out there questions. Out there. Exactly. Yes. So what I'm asking you is along the lines of the Words of Vikram podcast. So you're okay. good. Okay. You're good. Good. So, Good. would you rather? It's I, I have a lot of would you rather this right. and this. So. so, would I? Would I rather have wisdom tooth pain? Like, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, the pain would be okay because I'm always in a bit of pain when when, when you're giving a presentation. You're, you're always stressed out. Yeah, yeah totally yeah, stressed yeah. out. And and often my audience is in a lot of pain when I'm giving a presentation. <laughs> no, that too. is not true because you talk about stuff that is not personal. My stuff is, you know, that's their job. And a lot of stuff I talk about, you know, reputation management, at least this is my perspective on it, is the job, it's a collective job. It's not one person's job. Sure. But when yeah. I talk about revenue management and e-commerce, yeah. that's somebody's job title. Yeah. So when I talk, you can see right. why there are people not, you know, smiling too much because that is their job and I'm talking about it. Yeah. So that, you know, yeah. that's one of the reasons I don't have the level of friend, friends you have and popularity because well, I, you know, my I, stuff is hardcore. It's totally hardcore. I think yeah. it's... Um, um, great that you can actually make people laugh because it's one. Of, it can be a dry topic. Yes, and uh, yes. I feel I, I always feel sorry for my audience. I, I really, you and I have talked about this before. I go up in front of people who have to sit through conferences. I can't sit through a conference. I get stir crazy. I can't pay attention. But every once in a while, somebody is like, "Wow." This, was this good. person's interesting yeah. and they're funny and everything. And I try to have that perspective. I feel sorry for my audience. So I'm going to give you a break here. Yeah. I'm going to entertain you while at the same time informing you and hopefully inspiring. Inspire you. you. Yeah. No, I, I had to pick pick humor. I'm I always wanted to be a, a comedian. Stand up comedian. And a stand up comedian. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of uh, comedy writers actually follow me on Twitter now. 
which is great to see like someone from Second City following me. I'm like, whoa, my my one-liners on Twitter are taking off. That's great. But but, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we woohoo, right? Let me call my agent. But getting into the painful subject matter that we talk about, one of the reasons I'm on this mission, I've never turned on a speaking gig. Right? Mm-hmm. I've never done that. I've never said, no, I'm not going to speak at your event, no matter how big or small. It could be a kindergarten. I'll show yeah. up. <laughs> and uh, the horror, the you know, the pain of having to sit through a presentation where the guy is talking down to you and, you know, pointing fingers. And, you know, we've been through a lot of those. I'm not going to take any names here yeah. because we don't do that in this super cool podcast. But there's some really painful speakers out there, especially in hospitality. And I've, I've worked on changing that. So mm. that's been kind of my mission with, even yeah. with content, right? I mm-hmm. could, I could uh, make it sound very corporate and, you know, you, you, uh, thank you for sharing all the stuff I put out, by the way. That's huge. I get massive clicks from everything you share online, LinkedIn or any of those mm-hmm. places. But if it's boring, then I feel like I'm t- torturing them. My God, we have the same yeah. demons here. And uh, I'm bored myself <laughs> too. I mean, part of the reason why I, I put so much work in presentations is yeah. because um, because I, I, it bores me to tears talking about the same stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, and I often hard. think, don't you guys know this already? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> shouldn't you know this? Do you feel, uh, you know, again, not to keep going on the speaking thing, but this is our common world, I think. Yeah. But do you feel the the pressure of having your greatest hits out? you know, a couple of things that you've captured over time that are, for me, that's a challenge, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll do a speaking gig and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll, you know, example, give you an example so you'll understand what I'm just blabbing about. People will come up and say, hey, we heard you speak last time. You talked about that. We really wanted to hear that again. I'm like, guys, this is not, I. it's not a greatest hits show. Like yeah. that stuff has moved on. So some of the stuff yeah. is classic. I'm not saying that I produce classic materials. I'm just saying, do you have a, a few, how do you deal with changing it all the time? What's your Well, it's always a balance of covering the basics, what I call, which I, I told myself I would never use this term, but it's amazing the terms that we use, but best practices okay. for me in online reputation management and reminding yourself that sometimes this is the first time people in the room have heard it. Yeah. But then there's other people in the room who have been you know, doing this for 10 years like when I was talking, when I, I was one of the first people within the travel industry to really talk about online reputation management and, and the importance of paying attention to TripAdvisor and reviews in general and social media. And I felt like Chicken Little, like the sky is falling. Oh, okay. Yeah. People yeah. weren't listening to me. I don't and believe that, but okay. Maybe. It took a long time. <laughs> it was a bit ahead of my time. And then okay. suddenly it's got huge and and these yeah. days it's you know most people most businesses have sort of figured out a yeah, way uh, to, you're, you're to accommodate mm-hmm. this and pay you're attention right to it right. so the question is and and then suddenly there's all these experts out there that are speaking about reputation management who, who so are these fools i know exactly. i have no idea imposters oh, okay um <laughs> And yeah, and so the question is whether you're speaking to an audience where there's some people who are completely new to it, yeah. so they need to hear the basics, yeah. And then there's people who are like, "Tell me something I don't, yeah, know. because I'm I've been to your event, I've heard you speak three times, four or times. you've heard, they've heard it from other people and they want new stuff, and so more and more as time goes on, you're dealing with a very diverse audience. And so that's the one of the biggest challenges as a speaker is how do you keep everybody from the beginner to the advanced student engaged? Okay. 
Perfect. And sometimes it works. Sometimes no, no, that sometimes it does, exactly. It's it's you you can't make everyone happy all the time. That's no. my secret to uh, going to bed at night is you can't please everybody. So yeah. yeah, here's some free philosophy for everybody who's listening in. <laughs> I have one last question for you since we went over some pretty. I think this was great. Look at all the. This is better than any show on the hospitality <laughs> airwaves you right need now. You have more guests so you're not just talking to yourself. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. I, so majority of this right now is me blabbing, mm-hmm. but I don't have friends. A lot of friends. I'm going to be honest, guys. Like in the business, I do have friends, but I never get to see them. They're working to that, death. Well, also, yeah, we have so many friends through social networks. That yeah. We never meet. We never meet. Person. So unfortunately, none of that becomes real uh, uh, in 3D. But my last last thing for, for you, for last question, because we do need to get some amazing Asian cuisine that Vancouver mm-hmm. has to offer. Let's talk about TripAdvisor. And, you know, as a company, personally for me, I was at the TripAdvisor. I ugh, can't even say it right. Uh, see, the, no wonder they won't work with me. No, uh, so I was at the TripAdvisor Worldwide headquarters, and, you know, it was great. I, was, I, I did a little talk thing there, which is my first ever talk there at an event and uh it's amazing you know it's amazing what the hats off to what what he's built there it's it's great but at the same time as a revenue optimization strategist let me throw my official title out there as mm-hmm. what i do for a living it's very interesting like i've seen people you know i've, I've had people come up and t- tell me that they can't sleep at night because of it and they're suffering it's kind of like yelp of hotels mm-hmm. and yelp has you know if you if you've seen the horror stories of people sure. behaving badly but you know that we that we know that you know a lot of the reviews are what can you really trust these days mm-hmm. you know in the, in the era of fake news i'm making air quotes now it's so hard because you know i'll give you an example and that my examples really give the i should just give an example rather than ask a dumb question but you know my example is one of my my life's ambition is to go to patagonia mm. yeah so nice. those are yeah. so i want to do that and i and i I'm dying to do that. I want to go there. And it's been years, it's been years, I'm decades, decades I've been thinking about it. Mm. I want to be there. And every now and then when I'm extremely exhausted, instead of going to bed, I'll pull up, hey, where, if I'm going there, what would I do? And I just go into this fantasy research mode. And I was looking at some hotels there and I saw a review by the same user really good for one property and not good for the same user. And I'm like, you didn't stay at the same exact dates, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, at two resorts at the same time. Okay. And I'm like, what is TripAdvisor doing? Like, why sure. why, why is this person not flagged and she has 800 reviews and 25, mm-hmm. you know, super status with them and all that? Mm-hmm. The content is, is being produced for them. They don't mm-hmm. produce, you know, sure. uh, this content. Yeah. But how do we know who's, who's really real? Well, that's um, a, it's a good question. I mean, TripAdvisor, for the size of the the site and 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 its reach and influence worldwide, yeah. has a very small staff, and they don't have people who are there monitoring reviews and making sure they're accurate and checking. It's it's community generated, so TripAdvisor in part relies on community to to catch alert them. And so you can easily, if you saw a double review like that, you can easily report them. I took screenshots. Flag it. I oh, did. Yeah. There you I go. did. You're I took being a good citizen. citizen. Yeah, I'm like, good hey, citizen. that's the same person saying two opposite things about the same asset on the same dates. Yeah, and often, I mean, there's a lot of hype about fraud, and and obviously there there's a little bit of fraud when it comes to online reviews because there's there's Market no for filters. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's huge. There's a lot of business at stake. So there are a very small percentage of companies that will hire 
people to write reviews for them. But I think for the most part, you're dealing with the wisdom of crowds. So okay. the great thing about TripAdvisor is that it you get so much content, so many reviews posted there every day, every minute. Okay. That as a traveler, you can skim through them and find yeah, the reviews yeah, right. that speak to you. And mm -hmm. and more and more, I think, as consumers, we get not read reviews of a business, but <laughs> yeah. we review the reviewer. Oh, wow. You're and right. And check out the profile of the reviewer, their other reviews and say, hey, can I trust this person? Are they? Do they gripe all the time? Do they rate everything as five star? Yeah. Are they like me? Yeah. And it's a bit more work. Wow. This is turning into an episode of Brook of uh, Black Mirror or that, that TV show. <laughs> have you have you heard of that on Netflix? I've heard of it. I haven't watched uh, it. No. Whoa. I mean, you, <laughs> if you watch that, you're going to be so sad. Okay. But it's it truly talks about how we are judging people and how you can rank people. You know, one of the episodes, you could actually rate people like you rate a restaurant. And then your insurance rates, your life goes up and down based on your reviews, like uh, it does for a hotel or a restaurant. Okay. Yeah. But it's a person. You could destroy a person. You can't enter your office building if your review goes below four. Really? I was I like, check oh, that out. You, it'll, it'll yeah. uh, dark, depressing things. I have a lot sure. of those for you to check. And, and not that far from reality. Yeah, I mean, not that far from reality yeah. because, you know, they're all the every, every other day you hear someone's launching a human review site. Yeah. But no, this is good. I, first of all, thank you for your time. My pleasure. I wanna, it's been fun. I, I cannot believe you are on the Words of Vikram podcast <laughs> and voluntarily I haven't kidnapped you or anything. So thank you for being here and I'm going to do a sign off for my regular people, my 10 people or 20 Yeah, people. I think the, the, the police are, police are getting get close. Now. All right. So, anymore. <laughs> so before Daniel and I go and uh, dine at a, a really, there's some, Vancouver is a great food town, I think. One of the best ones in North America. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Montreal, I understand. But yeah, mm -hmm. this is also out there, mm -hmm. especially with Asian food. So getting back to the sign off. Well, thank you so much to everyone who's listening in. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed talking to Daniel. Don't forget to send in your, your questions for next week. Vikram at wordsofvikram.com is my email address. And the blog is on wordsofvikram.com forward slash podcast. If you're not already subscribed, to it through iTunes or Google Play. It's listed in both of those places. So do subscribe. Like I always say, stay classy, stay woke, and don't get stuck in goo. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Bye.